Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2 episode 194 of this study session podcast. Thank you for joining us again today. We are a daily podcast where we discuss the study and materials of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and today we're concluding our uh, Week, uh, week study of um, Alma chapter 30 to 31, covered in July the 6th to July the 12th in the Come Follow Me materials. Uh, we are concluding Alma chapter 31 today. God's word has the power to lead people to righteousness. And today we're going to focus on the intense uh, charitable prayer of Alma on behalf of the Zoramites. Um, we have just looked at one version of a prayer earlier in this chapter from the Zoramites themselves that they would proclaim from the Ramayumptum. And today we're going to look at the prayer that Alma offers on behalf of these people. Um, now, as before we do so, uh, I want to have a look again at this um, link between the name Zoram and pride. I mentioned it yesterday, but if you look in the Noah number 458, how is the name Zoram connected with pride uh, from Book of Mormon Central? Uh, it gives a further uh, definition or, or you know, research behind it. Uh, it says, after an, after analysing the name Zoram in the light of the ancient Semitic languages, Matthew L. Bowen suggests that it could plausibly denote the one who is high or exalted, or he of the exalted one. Although Zoram was likely meant to be a praiseworthy name, Nephite authors instead associated it with pride and vanity. Evidence for this connection can be found in a number of Book of Mormon passages, but it is most perhaps, perhaps most apparent in the story of Alma's mission to the Zoramites. We have actually, in a, in a number of chapters, seen here a, a number of links between names and the roles that those people play. For example, Abish, we looked at a few chapters ago. Um, there's also Zizram uh, and a few others as well we've discussed. And the name Zoram seems to link again uh, to, you know, ancient languages. And it's just another bullseye for the Book of Mormon, really, that these Zoramites were known for their pride, for being exalted in their own view of themselves. But as it mentioned, the name, he of the exalted one, could well mean a praiseworthy name. Um, you know, it's something which could mean that you're of, you're of the Lord. You know, that's a great thing. But in this sense, it is used in a negative way. Um, so Alma begins his prayer and he continues uh, from verse 26 to cry unto the Lord, uh, and ask for support and guidance in teaching these people. In verse 30, he says, O Lord God, how long wilt thou suffer that such wickedness and infidelity should be among this people? O Lord, wilt thou give me strength that I may bear with mine infirmities? For I am infirm, and such wickedness among this people doth pain my soul. Um, interesting to note here that once again, Alma asks for strength to overcome his infirmities. He doesn't ask for the, the Lord to take away or to do all the work. He asked for the strength to be able to do it himself and his uh, his group that he's brought with him. Elder David A. Bednar said this, quote, Alma did not pray to have his afflictions removed. He knew he was an agent of the Lord, and he prayed for the power to act and affect his situation. The afflictions were not removed, but Alma and his companions were strengthened and, and blessed through the enabling power of the atonement to suffer no manner of afflictions save it were swallowed up in the joy of Christ. What a marvellous blessing, and what a lesson each of us should learn. Close quote. It is clear here that Alma is aware of how grace works. It does not take away our pains or our sufferings or our temptations, but it allows us to go through those and strengthen us so we can endure them and overcome them. And through our weaknesses, we are made strong. Um, to quote another Book of Mormon verse, which we'll come to later in the year. 
so we continue on and he asks for more comfort. And now he asks for comfort for his um, his companions. He says in verse 32, O Lord, will thou comfort my soul and give unto me success and also my fellow laborers who are with me, yea, Ammon and Erer and Omna, and also Amulek and Zizram, and also my two sons, yea, even all these wilt thou comfort. Um, I, I just love the whole, you know, this this is not a self-centered prayer. This is not a, oh, please look after me, Heavenly Father. Please help me achieve this. Thank you for these blessings for me. I pray that thou please help me do this. You know, this is really um, a prayer that is offered for a number of other people, except for pretty much Alma himself. I mean, he does ask for the strength to overcome his infirmities. But aside from that, he prays for the Zoramites. Um, he prays for his companions. He prays for pretty much everyone else in this situation as well. And I think this is such a great lesson we can learn. You know, how how many times have you knelt on your knees and offered a prayer for everyone else except yourself? Even if, you know, it's not focusing on the blessings you've received. You know, I think that's just something we can think about is how we can pray for others a lot more effectively. Or at least I can. You know, I'm talking from my own experience. It may well be, be that you as a listener uh, do pray for everyone else in your prayers often. And that's wonderful. It's something I need to work on. Um, so, yeah, it's just such a, a, a clear example of intense charity. And it's such a contrast, really, between the Rabbi Umpton prayer and, you know, what the prayer that Alma gives. Because the and the manual encourages you to draw a table and kind of compare the two, but you look at the Rabbi Umton prayer and how it's so focused on them themselves, how they are lifted up, how they are blessed, and you know everyone else is doomed and all that kind of thing. And Alma is doing the opposite. He's praying that everyone can be exalted. He's praying that everyone can receive strength and enabling um, power from the atonement. Uh, and so you know. That's important. And in verse 35, he continues on. Behold, O Lord, their souls are precious, and many of them are our brethren. Therefore, give unto us, O Lord, power and wisdom, that we may bring these, our brethren, again unto thee. So he is completely focused on the welfare of the Zoramites, despite the fact of what he's seen, and despite the fact that, you know, he could be praying for himself constantly to be able to receive the strength to, to speak to these people. He prays for the strength to be able to, you know, or he prays that they are, their souls, which are precious, will be brought back to the Saviour. Uh, in verse 36, he concludes his prayer. And it says, Now it came to pass that when Alma had said these words, that he clapped his hands upon all them that were with him, who were with him. And behold, as he clapped his hands upon them, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. I just made a note, really, in the margin here, just how this is such a great example of the open covenants of the priesthood uh, and how the priesthood is used. In fact, I am going to do this. I'm going to turn to um, Doctrine and Covenants 121. And those that hold the priesthood may well be familiar with these verses. I hope that all those that, that don't even hold the priesthood will, will be familiar with these verses. I mentioned a, a few weeks ago about the, the way that my wife has studied these words together and how we recognize the way that they work with those that, not, that don't, don't just hold the authority of the priesthood. Um, it says in verse 36, that the rights of the priesthood are inseparably connected with the powers of heaven, and that the powers of heaven cannot be controlled nor handled only upon the principles of righteousness. And here we see that Alma was clearly, you know, chosen. He was not just called, he was chosen because he recognized the need he had to have sincere love for those that he served. And he's serving his people that he's serving with, his companions, but also he's serving the Zoramites and he has great love for all of them. And that is why they were filled with the Holy Ghost because the power of the priesthood was evidence there. 
through his um, righteous use of this uh, holy priesthood. Finally, verse 38, they go forth, um, they separate, they go off, probably in pairs uh, or, 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 you know, that sort of number. Uh, and in verse 38, it says, And the Lord provided for them, for them that they should hunger not, neither should they thirst. Yea, and he also gave them strength that they should suffer no manner of affliction, save it were swallowed up in the joy of Christ. Now, this was according to the prayer of Alma, and this was because he prayed in faith. I love how we have that concluding line, he prayed in faith. And then the next chapter, we learn a lot about faith. Uh, you know, not really probably a coincidence there by Mormon in tying these accounts together. To conclude, I want to share a quote by Kim B. Clark, who said, quote, Life may get hard, confusing, painful, and discouraging. I bear you my witness that through the companionship of the Holy Ghost, the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ will cut through the confusion, the pain, and the darkness. Whether it comes in a remarkable burst or in a gentle flow, that glorious spiritual power will infuse healing love and comfort into the repentant, wounded soul, dispel darkness with the light of truth, and cast out discouragement with the hope of Christ. We will see these blessings come, and we will know by the witness of the Spirit that the Lord Jesus Christ working in our lives, our burdens truly will be swallowed up in the joy of our Redeemer. Close quote. What a marvellous blessing that is. What a wonderful promise that is to each of us. And it is true, we can all receive that um, wonderful peace and hope in our lives through the atonement as we continually try to connect with him, as Alma does here. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study session. If you're interested in leaving any feedback or letting me know of something you studied, or if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourselves with studying along with me, then please do email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Uh, you can join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me if you're interested in learning more, uh, hearing more and discussing some of your well, things that you've been studying. It's a perfect place there. I've not heard much from listeners this week, ironically, after I shared a few listener comments last week. So it'd be wonderful to hear, uh, you know, just something you've been studying or something you've enjoyed or anything like that. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again. <laughs>